Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinner saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another inventational, inclusive, and open episode of Yash Jesus. I'm Daniel Franzese, and as always, I'm here with my open bestie. <laughs> and affirming Azariah Southworth. And don't worry, have a seat in the pew pew pews, because here at Yash Jesus, we believe... All our churches need to be welcoming and inclusive. No exceptions. None. That's right. Nah. That's right. Everyone is welcome. Come on in. Okay? Have a seat. We're going to be talking about making your church welcoming today. But before we get to that, we're going to do a little... Did you hear about that one where the plumber found a bunch of money hidden behind Joel Steen's toilet? This is wizzled. I have been thinking about this so much. Okay, this is literally a real story, mm-hmm. y'all. This is not the onion. Mm-mm. Okay, a plumber in Houston found about 500 envelopes full of cash and checks inside a bathroom wall at Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church. Yes, Joel Osteen, the smiliest of the smiliest pastors. The one whose <laughs> church has a millions of dollars some Resting smiley face. They spent 90-some million to renovate that uh, arena, too, um, but somehow had a bunch of cash stuffed into the wall behind a toilet. This is bananas, okay, because the plumber got a $20,000 reward for finding and reporting the money. Mm-hmm. And Joel Osteen is one of those pastors who's who's anti-LGBTQ. Um, it's, yeah, it's not cute, but hoping that people won't notice it. And he doesn't like to talk about it, um, wanting to welcome people and their money in his doors, but has called... Unless there's a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and But he's called it being LGBTQ, not God's best. Seen that before. Mm. And have we stressed how much money Joel Osteen has? Oh, uh, tell me, Ezzy. So much. He is the epitome of what's called the prosperity gospel. Which says, if you are faithful enough, if you just believe, brother, you can be rich, just like Joel Osteen. I'm just gonna say, ugh. Like, I think that they found, like, it was, was it like three or four million dollars that they found, like, uh, that was missing when someone, like, robbed one Sunday. Like, they were pulling in that much money on one Sunday. And then now there's just, like, the last time I heard about money stuffed in the walls, it was, like, Studio 54. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what is yeah. happening? Yeah. Uh, well, at first, the plumber was mad, I remember, because he didn't get any acknowledgement at all. And then, like, when he started making an uproar, he probably got this 20K. Right. You know, like a consolation prize. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, but man, you figured out that yeah, us Christians are wilding out in here. <laughs> Little tip. It's kind of weird there was checks though, because like wouldn't it have to be cashed? Like he just was like, there's just so much money they don't even care. They're like, I don't need Millie's fifty dollar check, just stick it behind the turtle. Just imagine like Ethel calling in her bank. Yes, hello. Has check number twenty one ninety one been cashed yet? No, ma'am, it hasn't. <laughs> well, it's been six months. I don't understand why Lakewood Church is not cashing it. Joel Osteen seems like, nice, a nice boy. Why would he cash it? <laughs> it's for seventeen dollars, ma'am. Um, no, there's like I need literally to stop like they're, <laughs> they've got all the elders there, and they're like, whoever took this money, just stick it behind the turtle, <laughs> and we the Lord will never be the wiser, and you can flush your sins down. Um, <laughs> well, I'm I'm happy for the plumber. It's a praise report for the plumber. Can we do that? Okay. <laughs> we can at least get out on a positive note. Um, speaking of praise reports, uh, this is the part of our show where we do praise reports and prayer requests. Um, if you have a little something that you want to ask God about, you want to add to our prayer list and our listeners' prayer list, then 
just you know get onto yashjesuspod.com and leave us a prayer request that you could either email us one anonymously or leave your name or you can go to the bottom and leave a voicemail at the bottom of the website um or a praise report is when you have something that you've been hallelujah and skipping and thinking about and smiling about all week and you just want to share it to spread the good news um we will amplify your message with our big megaphone here uh, as our huge over here so <laughs> so we're going to start right with a prayer request you guys this one comes from lance Lance says hi your podcast has been a huge encouragement for me i am now secure in my identity as a gay man Somehow, I have recently been blessed with the most amazing boyfriend, yes. and I have a prayer request. I love the tea. Okay. <laughs> While I am out to all my friends, I'm not out to my very conservative parents. I want nothing more than for them to meet this amazing man that I call my boyfriend, and at the same time, I know they'll have a very negative response. Uh, please pray for guidance. Uh, thank you in all that you do. Lance, this is a common tale, and I think we've all been mm-hmm. there. Most, most of us have been there. Um you know, I just say, like, when it comes to this, have, like, high hopes and low expectations. Like, if you don't expect anything from them and you expect the worst, then you're pleasantly surprised with the best sometimes. God can really move mountains. And honestly, just living life as an example of love, I always say, is the best thing for an LGBTQ person to do. We pray for you. We pray. But we're happy for you, and we are going to celebrate you. You might have put that in as a prayer request, but we're going to add it also to our praise report for, get yourself a man, girl. We're proud of you, Lance. <laughs> Enjoy and live your life. Um, and God bless you both in your new relationship. All right. We do have a praise report, too, and this comes from Matthew. Matthew says, I would say that I'm usually pretty unlucky in the romance department in the last few years. I go on a ton of first dates, a handful of second dates. Very rarely, if ever, do I make it to the third. Anyway, I met someone right before Christmas. Instant connection, emotionally and physically, which is also rare. And when date four on New Year's Eve started to fall apart, he stepped up to the plate in every way and really turned it around. Okay. The 31st was a crap day, but January 1st, mainly because of him, was truly amazing. Date number five tomorrow night. Let's keep this streak going. Oh my God. I am so happy all our <laughs> listeners are getting mans. Like, I want my man. What's going on? Um, that's awesome. I'm so happy. That is a total praise report for you. I think that's, it's so great when somebody can really step up, you know, and then you go, wait a minute, who's this person? Like, how cool they're stepping up. Like, I think that's such a, a monumental time in a new uh, love. Mm-hmm. Don't you, Ezzy? It is. It's so sweet. I, too, have come to that place where I'm falling in love. So I'm with the listeners on this one. Oh, silly girl, smell it. <laughs> Do you have a little praise report in right now? Let me get my praise dance on. Oh, pop! I saw a praise <laughs> pop out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a little break, and we'll be right back with the scripture of the day. Hey, Yes Jesuits, we love bringing church to you on our podcast every week. But if you want to go to a church that's a little more mega, then we've got the mega church for you. Mega is a hilarious satire set inside a fictional mega church. It pulls back the sequin curtain on the behind the scenes at a mega church. Each week, 
hosts Holly Lawrence and Greg Hess invite a special guest comedian on to be one of the members of the church. Now, if The Office gave you an inside look at office politics, Mega will take a closer examination of the creation of the Jesus Java and the Virgin Mary Macchiato at the coffee bar in the vestibule. It's a lobby. <laughs> Mega's going to make you laugh through your next small group Bible study with a senior associate pastor for innovation and spirit fellowship. Mega was named one of Guardian's best comedy podcasts of 2020 and best satire on Vulture's year-end podcast roundup. It's hilarious. One of my favorite episodes is the one with Christina Anthony, a friend of ours. You have to check it out. Don't you love it, Azzy? Oh my God, it cracks me up every time I listen. So subscribe to Mega on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And now it's time for the scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh, oh. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh. It's soul food. That's right. It's a scripture of the day. As he tell us all about it, baby. Hebrews 13.2. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing that, some have entertained angels without even knowing it. It's hospitality, as he actually. Um, <laughs> well, no, that's what I do. What what they do in the I mean, Bible is what, different. <laughs> Except for maybe French, I can't think of a better accent than a little Southern accent to say hospitality. hospitality like it just sounds right. Sweetheart. I always rely on the hospitality strangers. Um, <laughs> you know, it's been a long time since we talked about welcoming churches. Uh, we did a whole episode about. Um, how to know if your church is welcoming last year. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Church Clarity, which is a great organization that researches the policies and practices of many, usually pretty large, churches to see if they are really welcoming or not. And sometimes unclear. But of course, there are some churches and some pastors who are loud and proud about their homophobia and transphobia, and they're often the ones who get all the time and attention. But there are others who don't want to broadcast their exclusion. That's where I think the real danger lies. Some churches have realized that it's not cool to be anti-LGBTQ, and a lot of these churches want to be the cool churches. I'm not like a regular church. I'm like a cool church. I have a name like Energize or Pump, and I sound like a gym. So they try to be like all welcoming, and they let you walk right in the door, sit in the front seat and hold your boyfriend's hand, and put your your pink money inside the offering plate. Speaking of our smiley friend Joel Osteen. <coughs> <laughs> yes, but don't settle. That's right. Just like our listeners earlier who found their mans, um, don't settle. You'll find your church. LGBTQ people are not just to be tolerated. We are loved. Mm-hmm. And first, if you want to know if a church in your area is welcoming or not, you can do a little research on churchclarity.org. We've mentioned them before, and we'll mention them again. But they are a great resource to get past the marketing and the whole we love everybody justin bieber comes to our church messages <laughs> to find out what their real policies are i don't know about pastor john but i don't know about policy but pastor john loves everyone <laughs> right yeah okay <laughs> um if you are in a church that isn't welcoming we have a few options mm-hmm. so this is a very legit option it's not like a bad option <laughs> You can get the hell out of there and find a community that is going to love and honor you as the complete, whole, beloved child of God that you are. Yes. Don't say stuck in a church that doesn't recognize or value you when they're communities that would love to have you join them. These places are Christ-centered and gospel-centered, meaning that they know what good news is in the Bible and that the good news applies to queer people as well. If you are going to these churches with your family, just tithe in your community. Another option 
this is also a good one for our straight allies who are listening. Make your church welcoming. I think sometimes we just throw up our hands and we say, well, it's not a welcoming place. Nothing I can do. And then there's just actually something we can do. We can find those barriers to welcome and, and, and find participation and we can work to bring them down. And straight allies and non-affirming churches, you might be asking, well, how can I do that? You know those little church brooches that women, mostly women wear? I'm wearing one right now that says pray. Wear a rainbow one. It might be a good signaler, signal, signal mm-hmm. to, you know, someone who's in your church that needs to see that. Yeah, and say, ooh, maybe I do belong. That's one way. So, it doesn't happen overnight, but there is a process to making sure your church is welcoming and that everyone knows what welcoming really means. First, you do not have to do it alone. Find some other allies in the congregation who can work with you and support you. Spend some time in one-on-one conversations to learn who else wishes that your church could be more welcoming. There are probably more allies than you think, but they've just probably never spoken up before. You might even give them an opportunity to use their skills. And outside of your congregation, get in touch with one of the many religious LGBTQ organizations. There's an LGBTQ organization for every single denomination and religion in America. Yes. Let me name a few. Association of Welcoming and Affirming Baptists. Catholics have Dignity USA. The Evangelical Network. Episcopalians have Integrity. More Light Presbyterians. Another Catholic organization, New Ways Ministry. The United Church of Christ has a really stellar program called Open and Affirming. The Q Christian Fellowship. Reconciling Ministries Network for the Methodists and Reconciling Works for the Lutherans. Even the Seventh-day Adventists have one called Kinship International. And this is just a few of them. But the reason we mentioned that those organizations are here is that many of them have programs in place to list and promote churches that are LGBTQ welcoming. Many of them require the congregation to make a welcoming statement. And they've even coached and guided and taught many, many congregations to a place of welcoming. One resource we have to recommend is Building an Inclusive Church, which was created by several of the organizations we named above. It's really helpful to outline a process. Building an inclusive church uses the principles of faith-based community organizing to help your church go through the process. From talking about LGBTQ people to writing up a welcoming statement that's really inclusive of all people. Building an inclusive church is a collaboration from several different church groups. It works really well with mainline Protestant denominations. You can attend a training which I highly recommend. Our freaking deacon, Ross Murray, used to lead those trainings, helping good churchy folk think about the best way to make their church truly welcoming and inclusive. But there is also a great toolkit to help you think through the various steps, as well as some tips and tricks to help make the welcoming church process way more fun, faithful, and effective. For this, we're going to send you to Reconciling Works. You can get the Building and Inclusive Toolkit by vi- by visiting reconcilingworks.org slash trainings. In addition to the Building an Inclusive Church training, you'll see some other great trainings that you should try. But wait, there's more! Some of the process in making your church welcoming includes doing a real, real power analysis. Who is supportive? Who could be persuaded? And who is staunchly opposed? And then, how much power do they have? Your pastor and staff will be important, and it will be hard to do if your pastor is 
absolutely against being welcoming to LGBTQ people. Mm. But so many pastors are more afraid of conflict and what they think might happen, that they can be supportive if they know there is a group working on it. It's similar with your church council, the rest of your staff, and anyone else who holds positions of power. You know who has the power. Me. The church kitchen ladies. <laughs> yes, they do. You know, those constant volunteers are always in the church. They don't have a title, but you know they control how the church is run. Yeah, try to see which one of those you can get on your side. Maybe some rainbow cake mm. with some coffee and fellowship. Yes. Or cannolis. Long John cream-filled donuts. Ooh, that'd be cute, donating rainbow cakes around Pride Time uh, to churches for their, like, fellowship. Just to, not even saying anything and just to being rainbow. Why does it have to be around Pride Time? I want to keep it. I don't know, because right just, then it would really resonate, and they'd be like, what is this? And you'd see a whole bunch of people <laughs> scuffle. Okay, fair. <laughs> well, of course, the process involves a lot of Bible study, maybe doing a little bit of Bible wondering. You know, we, we have a friend named Mary who would love to help with that. But maybe thinking about what ways LGBTQ people show up in Scripture. Yeah, if you're going to do Bible study on LGBTQ people in the church, please make sure that you're looking at more than just Leviticus Ridiculous mm -hmm. or, or Romans 1 or the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that there's some other really amazing stories with queer perspectives that you should be telling, like David and Jonathan mm -hmm. or Ruth and Naomi mm -hmm. or David and his Ketnit Pasim, very genderqueer coat, and the, cent the centurion who begs Jesus to heal his slave quote unquote, uh, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, Romans 8, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ, and so many more. So, don't just be defensive with scripture, be ready and proactive. Now, some folks might think of this process we're talking about as political, as in trying to get a vote passed, and maybe because we have a goal in mind, it is. But it's also about relationships. It's about knowing each other and knowing our community and building up our community together to live out those values of the gospel. Now, if you read the Building an Inclusive Church Toolkit, you'll find that the first and most often recommended action is one-on-one -on -one conversation. It's about getting to know people, learning what they get passionate about, what they fear. It's not even talking about the issue of LGBTQ people, but genuinely getting to know your fellow church members even better forming a community with them. Maybe you'll learn what their hangups are about LGBTQ people, which is a great plan to address their concerns. Maybe you'll learn that you've been, that they've been an ally this whole time. And maybe you'll learn that they've never even thought about this before. There's one more resource and they're called the Reformation Project. Now, if you're monogamous, they're for you. If you're not monogamous, they're not for you. But the Reformation mm -hmm. Project is a really proactive approach to Bible study as a part of the LGBTQ movement. It is not going to shy away from scripture and it's going to feature speakers who are doing the work, helping you figure out how to do it in your own context. Look, y'all, like, honestly, none of this is going to be easy. And we wish that all our churches were welcoming and really, they can be as long as someone speaks up about it. And I can't stress this enough. If you are an ally, we need you to help make our churches more welcoming. Queer people, we can't just do it on our own. I mean, we are organized as, as, the, as the Holy Ghost. As all it. <laughs> but we need you, darling. We need you. And trust me, you want to be in the 
in the community with LGBTQ people. Queer folks bring so much passion, energy, joy, and creativity to a congregation. We have gifts that the church needs for its ministry. All right, yes, Jesuits. Our tithe, love offering, charity, act of good this week. Go download the Building an Inclusive Church Toolkit and check it against your own church. Find out how welcoming you are and start to talk to others about how you can make your church more welcoming and inclusive. That is available at reconcilingworks.org slash trainings. We love that you're listeners. We love that you follow us. You know, people may have followers, but if your followers are not actively engaging with each other and learning from each other and vibing regularly, then you don't have a community. And we are a community here at Yes Jesus. We love to vibe with you. So please reach out to us. We just want to know who y'all are and we want to feel your presence. Sometimes just saying hello and a little voice message can show a lot of people that Mm -hmm. they're not alone. Um, Please now bow your head for the closing prayer unless you're driving because Jesus can't actually take the wheel. And... Father God, we pray for all the good people who are doing the endless work to make their churches more welcoming. We're just so grateful for them, God, and give them the strength and give them the words to say and connect them with the right folks in their organization that they need to talk to in order to evoke change. Lord, we'd really like to see you open the hearts and minds of a lot of these people who just have been taught the the incorrect rhetoric and not the love of Jesus Christ and the love of just loving your neighbor and coexisting in a happy and healthy environment. It is important for clarity in these churches, Lord, that queer people feel safe, welcome, and at home. We'd also like to play for the plumber who found and returned the money. Thanks for a good, honest person, at least one good, honest person at that church. Um, you know, cause it wasn't the person who stashed the cash behind where people put their, you know, and so we're just really grateful. <laughs> Really grateful for him, and thanks for letting him finally get that retribution of some 20K, because he deserved it. Yes, and for Lance coming out to his conservative parents, give him wisdom, give him patience, give him grace. We'll be keeping you in our prayers, Lance, for sure. Yes, and for Matthew and his continued dating and love life, oh, may you just let him enjoy it all. Let him soak it all up, Lord. Yes, Jesus, we, we wish you so much love and abundance, Matthew, in your new relationship. Thank you, Father God. Amen. Amen. Um, as he, I love you, baby. I love you, and I love every one of you. Thank you for joining us and listening to another episode of Yash Jesus. Um, you can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at YashJesusPod.com. Uh, if you like the show, please consider becoming a monthly sponsor. You can find the link to do so in the show notes and if you haven't yet leave us a review five star five star buddy or you could share us with a friend doing so helps us reach new people it's like hands across america and it keeps the show running you can now leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website yesjesuspod.com we would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show so drop us a line or send us a recording on yesjesuspod.com Yes, send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, guest ideas, or even just a welcome, come inside me. (laughs) We'd love to hear from you. Um, I meant that was from a church. Okay. You guys are horrible. It's your brain, not me. That was just a church saying that. Yash Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Francesi, and my friend with the dirty brain. Come on in anytime, Azariah Southworth. Music to all are welcome. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking deacon Ross Murray and Meredith Pauly. Special thanks to Sophie Serrano and Sam Isfin. Well, as you have the whole world in your hands. <laughs> Yash Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bustillos, and Steve Michaels. Now we are three. 
screaming and screaming uh, 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 on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And whether you come or not, God loves you just as you are. Keep praising the Lord, y'all.